Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. January 20th, 1937. Franklin Roosevelt becomes the first president inaugurated on January 20th. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Until this date in 1937, American presidents and new Congresses had come to power on the 4th of March. Under the terms of the 20th Amendment to the Constitution, however, the inauguration was moved forward in a measure known as the Lame Duck Amendment. The goal was to reduce the amount of time and power for defeated or outgoing federal officials. On the east front of the Capitol on this date, Franklin Roosevelt, fresh from winning every state save for Maine and Vermont, addressed the nation. He said this, When four years ago we met to inaugurate a president, the republic, single-minded in anxiety, stood in spirit here. We dedicated ourselves to the fulfillment of a vision, to speed the time when there would be for all the people that security and peace essential to the pursuit of happiness. We of the republic pledged ourselves to drive from the temple of our ancient faith those who had profaned it to end by action, tireless and unafraid, the stagnation and despair of that day. We did those first things first. We of the Republic sensed the truth, that democratic government has innate capacity to protect its people against disasters once considered inevitable, to solve problems once considered unsolvable. We would not admit that we could not find a way to master economic epidemics, just as after centuries of fatalistic suffering, we had found a way to master epidemics of disease. We refused to leave the problems of our common welfare to be solved by the winds of chance and the hurricanes of disaster. In this, we Americans were discovering no wholly new truth. We were writing a new chapter in our book of self-government. Nearly all of us recognize that as intricacies of human relationships increase, so power to govern them must also increase. Power to stop evil, power to do good. The essential democracy of our nation and the safety of our people 
depend not upon the absence of power, but upon lodging it with those whom the people can change or continue at stated intervals through an honest and free system of elections. The Constitution of 1787 did not make our democracy impotent. In fact, in these last four years, we have made the exercise of all power more democratic, for we have begun to bring private autocratic powers into their proper subordination to the public's government. The legend that they were invincible, above and beyond the processes of a democracy, has been shattered. They have been challenged and beaten. But here is the challenge to our democracy. In this nation, I see tens of millions of its citizens, a substantial part of its whole population, who at this very moment are denied the greater part of what the very lowest standards of today call the necessities of life. I see millions of families trying to live on income so meager that the pall of family disaster hangs over them day by day. I see millions whose daily lives in cities and on farms continue under conditions labeled indecent by a so-called polite society half a century ago. I see millions denied education, recreation, and the opportunity to better their lot and the lot of their children. I see millions lacking the means to buy products of farm and factory and by their poverty denying work and productiveness to many other millions. I see one-third of a nation ill-housed, ill-clad, ill-nourished. If I know aught of the spirit and purpose of our nation, we will not listen to comfort, opportunism, and timidity. We will carry on. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Hey, Mama, we see you. All the visible and invisible work you do for others and yourself. That's why this Mother's Day, the Meditation for Women podcast has a special free guided meditation just for you. Stay to listen to hundreds of guided meditations available for you. Some to help you sleep, start your day, release anxiety, and tune into your intuition. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.